The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic and Paralympic partner, a founding partner of the Olympic Channel. Olympic Channel podcast. My name is Ed Knowles and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. Ayuna Aranchimeg has a unique journey to Beijing 2022. She was born in Mongolia, but a life-changing event in her mid-twenties eventually led her to representing the US in curling at the Paralympic Winter Games. Here's her story. It's incredible in her own words. Olympic Channel Podcast. 22 years ago in 2000, so I was in a car accident shortly after I was uh, I arrived in the US. Uh, so I was visiting the US. It was meant to be a short visit. Uh, probably the month or two months the most. And, but uh, just after a week of my arrival in the U.S., I was in a car accident and I uh, sustained a spinal cord injury uh, uh, from that accident, which paralyzed me from waist down. And uh, as a result, I had to use a wheelchair for uh, the remaining of my life, so for the remainder of, the, of my life. So anyway, so that's what happened. And, uh, here I am <laughs> in the Paralympics. <laughs> yeah. If that didn't happen, I don't think I would have been in the Paralympics. Well, so. th- that's what I. There was a quote that was on the Team USA website that, it, that, that I read the articles. So that said, you never know how strong you are until that's the only choice you have. Yes. That. Yeah. I, I really love that quote. I think it was actually, I saw it on one of the Facebook posts. <laughs> so, and I, when I saw that, I'm like, like, I, I just felt like that's, that's me speaking almost. So, uh, yeah, I know. I mean, because when the things happen, like, uh, the, the tragic things happen or some bad things happen to you, uh, in, in your life and, uh, the, the, most people who are seeing this, they ca- kind of think, okay, how can that person go through this? So if I were in her shoes or in his shoes, I wouldn't be able to, uh, I don't know, survive or get through it or handle it as well as that person is and things like that. But uh, when you are actually going through it, you have no choice but to get through it because there is no other choice. I guess the only other cho- choice would be just to give up and die. I don't know. So, uh, but it, which I mean, happens to uh, uh, a lot of people as well. I mean, uh, because uh, when this kind of things happen, uh, you get depressed. You ha- you ha- you lose hope for your life, for your future, and that when you don't see any hope for your future, it's hard to live. So, uh, I was at that stage shortly after my injury and uh, there were times that I contemplated suicide and things like that, thinking that my life is over as I knew. Uh, And uh, so I don't know how this life is gonna be and I didn't see any future. I didn't have any hope that I can get out of this uh, bad situation. So uh, I felt like I can't give, I, I can't live on like this. Uh, with this new body, new situation, new environment. So, I, so there were times I really thought that I can't handle this and then better off for me to be dead. So anyway, <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, that's, I guess that's also part of the grieving process. When you lose something big in your life, because losing a half of your body is a, a function, a body's function is huge. 
you don't you can't move your legs you can't feel your uh legs not only that and then also like you can't really go to the bathroom like you used to normally so that's a huge uh change in your life and uh so uh yeah and i guess i guess went through my grieving through when i was going through my grieving stages so that that's what i felt like but uh along the way a lot of people helped me to get out of that situation to see things in a uh, different light and then gave me some hope and uh so and then i had to pull through it and didn't have any choice especially when you have kid you know you know i mean uh you when you when you're a parent you have an obligation to raise your kid up, you to raise your kids and to be there for your kids right and uh i had a kid so i could not just okay this is it and then i'm going to go and die and i don't care what happens to my kid i can't do that so i had to be there for my kid i had no basically no option or choice but be there uh for my kid to be a parent and then to continue uh raising him and be uh, being a parent so i guess that kind of helped me uh to get through having a kid also helped me to get through and then ignore my sorrow and then just pull it through especially when your kids are small and when they need you the most it was the hardest thing for me to be away from them when they need you the yeah, most yeah. right so uh i think my son suffered a lot too and then yeah, yeah. yeah i i tend to <laughs> cry whenever i talk about that those times because yeah my poor little boy just only 6 year old so never been away from mom and they just and he missed me every single day so it was just really hard both my kids are extremely proud and then uh my son is uh, just yesterday he was saying he, he was watching the uh game uh, no, uh US versus Norway and then with his colleagues with his co-workers <laughs> and they were like screaming and yelling at the screen yeah, because it was a pretty intense game so anyway yeah and he both of them are extremely proud of me and then I mean one thing is apparent also I would like to kind of I would like to kind of set an example to my kids I mean what it means to have a goal and uh, what it means to uh what it takes to uh go after your goal and to accomplish that goal and then so i hope my kids will see me uh that i'm going through this goal and achieving this and then take that in and then whatever uh, life's goal they have they would also do the same thing and go after what they want and uh stick with it and accomplish those goals so uh in fact my daughter is preparing a, for MCAT uh, to go to medical school so uh I hope she accomplishes the, that goal and I hope I inspire her <laughs> to go after her goal and stick with her goal and not just give up and yeah when did you first hear about curling uh so uh like up until 6 years ago I really had no idea about curling. So only time I ever uh, heard or seen uh, curling was on TV during the Olympic coverage, you know, when you turn the flip the channel and then there's a Olympic coverage and then uh, people sliding a stone and somebody looks like cleaning the stone and then just had no idea what that was. I really never paid attention to it. And uh, 
And then I had all, I actually a friend who uh, was a club uh, curler in uh, in uh, Twin Cities area. So he talked about curling, so I didn't really pay attention. And then that friend is actually one day uh, called me up and said, yeah, he had a kind of surprise for me and he, had, he wanted to meet some people. And I actually didn't know it was, I had to do anything with curling. So I just showed up because he said we can have a lunch or a brunch and said, okay, so let's go eat. <laughs> so anyway, that's why, uh, yeah, uh, that was my surprise. So, and then uh, that's lead me to meet uh, the national team uh, and then the, the team's coaches when they were having the training camp in Blaine, Minnesota just six years ago, so, uh, and I had no idea what curling was before. And I never actually even thought about being an athlete up until that point. I really, just having a normal life, just working full time and uh, worrying about my bills and things like that. And then making sure my kids are out of trouble. And I mean, there's very typical life, I mean, there was, no ambition whatsoever to be a competitive athlete at all. So it just kind of fell on my lap by surprise. And then it was a very good surprise, I guess, and which kind of changed my life from that point. What is going through your mind as you step on the plane to come to the Paralympics? Like, how were you feeling? Like, what was it, what was going through your mind at that point? Uh, so it was, uh, it was in a way kind of surreal, like I'm actually here, like in the surrounded by all these great athletes, not only my team, so all the other athletes, you know, like uh, multiple times Paralympians and the, uh, people who had achieved so much in, in their sports career, right? Like several gold medals and the silver medals and all that, uh, like sled hockey team and uh, uh, the Nordic ski and Alpine ski and then all those uh, athletes. It was just kind of unbelievable. Like I'm actually sitting among this crowd. It's just surreal, you know? I mean, I was far from, I mean, what I, I mean, this uh, group is, I mean, just, normal, but I, I don't know, administrative assistant sitting in the office and just helping other people. So never actually imagined myself, I mean, being called an athlete and actually representing the country, uh, the whole, I mean, representing uh, my country now, of course, the U.S. in this level, in this level of event. So that was, it's just still kind of seems unreal to me. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. I just, uh, I, 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 I'm gonna tell it sometimes like, uh, I don't know what I've done in my previous life to deserve this. I must have saved the country to be rewarded with such an opportunity. So yeah, and, well, it's, it's incredible really. How competitive are you as a person? You know, are you are you quite? Do you race people at the at the traffic lights, or were people surprised in your job? Were like, were, were like? I'm not really that competitive. I wouldn't uh, characterize myself like super competitive. I know, of course, I mean, everybody has that competitive drive. I mean, you want to do better than <laughs> the person next to you, right? If you are doing the same task, of course, and so that's as much I mean competitiveness as. Uh, 
as anybody I have. So I'm really not super competitive, and I, uh, but I do like to uh, do best. Uh, uh, I mean, I like to do my best in whatever I do. So I am also somewhat of a perfectionist. So I like to kind of get things done in certain ways. And then when I'm doing something, I want to get them perfectly. So uh, maybe that's why the curling kind of suited my personality in a way, because you, because when you're training, you want to like perfect that shot, right? Perfect that routine. And then, uh, so uh, I think, because basically you're kind of competing against yourself. So at least in my case, I am competing against myself and I'm uh, kind of trying to beat uh, myself from yesterday and then just from last month. So I, I want to get better and better. So I get that perfect uh, shot and perfect routine. So I guess that's what a, a little bit OCD people <laughs> do. So I guess have a little bit OCD tendency. So, and then you sometimes get obsessed with making things perfect. So I guess uh, that's why I train really hard and I want to just perfect the skill that, that needs uh, for this sport, yeah. So what would be the perfect experience here in Beijing then? What would you get back on the plane thinking that was a real successful time. Uh, of course, uh, it would be the medal. <laughs> I think everybody who coming here, that's their goal, right? Uh, but of course, uh, the medal isn't doesn't come easily to you. I mean, there's so many other uh, people with the same ambitions and same skills uh, competing, and uh, so. Uh, but uh, if we don't get a medal, you just enjoy the experience. And I, to me, it's a huge opportunity and experience just to be here, right? And to represent the country that I call it, I was reborn. And because uh, the accident happened to me, kind of put me in, uh, in America with the new life, with the new path. And so I kind of uh, tell people that this is the country I was reborn. And... So it's just an incredible thing to, uh, and also a very humbling thing to be able to uh, represent uh, the country in this level. Uh, so I, yeah, even, even if we go back without any medal, so I would still uh, be very proud of what I've accomplished so far and then with the ex experience that I had here. Okay, last question. If you can pick your favorite number between one and 35, and then I will ask this like random last question. Three. Three. Lucky number three. Oh, this is an interest. I'd, I'd like to, what is the trait that you most dislike in yourself? Um, I'm well, actually an introvert and I wish I was more extrovert and then I'm not really good at talking to people. I'm really good at writing, writing, but whenever I talk, <laughs> I don't sound as smart as I write. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I wish I was a little bit, I don't know, more articulate and things like that. So, yeah. Well, well I think everyone listening will disagree with that because it's extremely articulate. So maybe we need to read your writing to have a good... Uh, <laughs> no, but thank you so much. What, what an amazing story. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Olympic Channel podcast. Wow. Thank you to Ayuna. What a woman. Last week, we also spoke to Mike Schultz, who's also an incredible US Paralympian. Go and check that one out as well. But that's it for now. Stay safe, stronger together, and see you very soon. Think like an Olympian.